You're tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. Uh, it's great to be back, Samantha. Uh, again, my name is Rob Curtis. I am the Midwest Regional Director for Horace Mann. I run six states across the Midwest, Missouri uh, being my home state as I'm out of St. Louis. Um, I'm always excited to partner with all of our association relationships and specifically Missouri NEA. Uh, but I run uh, and work with about 30 agencies across those six states, and we help educators uh, with the needs that they have uh, in the community. You kind of talked about what Horace Mann is, but what specifically about Horace Mann are you here to talk about today? Um, and how do they work together? So Horace Mann, just as a real quick abbreviated version, uh, Horace Mann is a uh, company that's been working with educators. They are a niche market since 1945. Um we help on two sides. We help with a partnership side and a business side. We give extra discounts for auto and homeowners and life insurance policies. We help with retirement planning and understanding their state pensions uh, to help maximize those. But in our partnership side, we also try to solve issues that educators are facing every day in the classroom. And one of those major issues that I'm sure every educator uh, is, uh, that's listening right now would agree with is out-of-pocket classroom expenses. Most teachers um, pre-pandemic were spending around $500. Uh, I know from being a former educator and married to an elementary school principal, that's, that's typically on the lower end, but that is the average. Um, we actually have found out since the pandemic, that number has actually gone up. The average now is almost $700 that teachers are spending out of their own pocket on classroom supplies. So we know it's an issue of getting the right classroom supplies in and, uh, and we have an awesome organization that we've partnered with that we're here to talk about a little bit more today uh, to hopefully be able to solve some of those issues. And what is that partnership specifically and how do you, the, you and them work together? So the organization that we have partnered with is called Donors Choose. It's a non-for-profit organization that ties donors from all across the world um, directly into classrooms here in Missouri. We have partnered with them on an entity and organizational basis simply because uh, we line up perfectly. Um, I always kind of mm-hmm. explain it that Horace Mann, the agents and, and the company, you know, as we're going into schools, we're kind of the boots on the ground, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that we talk with educators on a daily basis and principals and administrators. And as we're having those conversations, um, we get to talk about donors choose um, and yeah. donors choose. They don't really have people that go out into schools. Uh, they advertise online. Um, they advertise, you know, through podcasts and, and different type of media markets that way. Um, but they don't have people actually going out to schools physically um, the way that we can. So our organization's partnered back in 2010 um, and have had amazing success being able to help each other out um, and support each other on, on both sides. Absolutely. And I've heard of Donors Choose as an educator. I just, I, I believe I was in a school where I was not able to do that. And well, yep. I know we'll get to that point in a little bit, yep. but educators face a lot of challenges. What challenges do you think Donors Choose helps alleviate? Yeah. So I think, um, Educators are always looking for a larger budget. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I think it's always interesting. My dad was a third grade teacher in Southern Illinois. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
and as I was growing up, he said every year, the school budget that he was given shrunk a couple hundred dollars every single year to the point where he had a thousand dollars, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And by the last couple of years of his teaching, he had literally a zero dollar budget for mm -hmm. any additional classroom supplies. And so most of the time, educators are going out, they might be sending out stuff on Facebook to friends and family. Mm -hmm. Hey, can you help us out with that? They might be going to an administrator saying, hey, I've got this idea. Um, can we find a way to, to put this into the budget? But that takes time. It takes additional conversations. It takes a lot of effort. And so what donors choose really helps alleviate is kind of speed the market, if you will, as far as like, I have a need today and how can I solve that as fast as possible? And so donors choose as an organization is absolutely fantastic for those educators that have used it and have really kind of fallen into a routine of getting projects actually funded. The results are absolutely staggering. I mean, they really are. Um, you can actually post a project in about 20, 30 minutes, even if it's the first time that you do that. Um, once mm -hmm. it gets posted, um, well, and I'll kind of back up just a little bit. So when you go to donorschoose.org, you can click on get started. Um, you're going to post a project. You're going to say, Hey, I'm looking for these type of classroom supplies. I'm a third grade teacher mm -hmm. in this small town or a big town in, in Missouri. Um, mm -hmm. and the first thing that's going to happen when you do that is you're actually going to have to get approved from another public school teacher from across the country that is volunteering with donors mm -hmm. choose. And so okay. what they want to do is they want to make sure that you are truly a public school teacher and you're not just trying to get free supplies from donors across the world. Right? So they approve it. They make sure that you are who you say you are. Once it goes mm -hmm. online, um, projects since the inception of donors choose have about an 82% chance of getting funded. So mm -hmm. it actually works which is a fantastic benefit to taking time to try to get these classroom supplies. And once they are actually funded, um, they get ordered, shipped directly to the school. And then inside of the actual packet with the supplies that you have now for your students in your classroom are going to be thank you cards. And those thank you cards, you're going to have your students fill out and you put those back into the mail and those go to the donors that actually just help fund that actual project. So it kind of becomes a circular routine. Um, it's fascinating whenever you have it uh, happen. You know, people are shocked. They're like, I can't believe I actually posted a project and it actually got funded. I'm shocked that it actually worked. Um, and we'll give some tips and tricks towards the end here. But that's kind of the concept of donor shoes as a whole. Um, and can, yep. So give us a, you kind of got into this. Give us a mini tutorial. It's simple to set up. What does the platform look like? Is it user friendly? Are there timelines for posting a project and receiving funds? So like you have a project next week, it's probably best to not wait till the week before or the day before to put right. something up as I would do. Um, what do teachers need to plan for just using this interface? So the, just kind of going through a couple of those, it's extremely simple. Um, okay. It's basically like online shopping. So whenever you go on and you click get started, um, what I always recommend educators to do and start off with is, is start for a project around $600. Um, mm -hmm. For new people on the platform, when you're starting this, you don't want to go on and post a project for $10,000. Right. And if, if, if you are a donor, uh, maybe researching your alma mater district and you see a project that has $300 left and you see a project in the same school that has $10,000 left, which one would you rather donate to? Right. The one that's probably going to get funded, the one that's actually going to have some impact. And so we always say start with smaller projects. You can grow them as you actually grow your donor base. And what typically happens 
as you get projects funded and donors get those thank you cards, they keep going back, right? They have these kids thank you cards. They're fun. They put them up on their walls. All of our horseman agents have them everywhere throughout their office. And what happens is you start to get this growing effect. And so people that use this project method consistently, they can get tens of thousands of dollars from projects because they continue to grow. It's unbelievable what some of these people are able to get. So short answer is yes, it's a very simple platform. Um, basically, you go on, you start your project, you put your school on there, your grade level, um, the district that you work for, you put a little synopsis, a paragraph about why your students would be impacted with this, a fun little title. Um, you can use photos. We always say, you know, make sure you use the photos that are approved, no face shots of students, things like that. Um, appropriate photos with your classroom. And then you go online shopping. You, you, all the major platforms are out there for any educator that, you know, has any need of supplies. I've never heard of one teacher that said, I couldn't find this. It's out there. I promise you it's there. Um, so once you put them into your cart, um, you are going to actually click approve and it's going to get checked and then go online and then you can actually see it. You can advertise that through your own social media platform if you want to do that. Um, but if you haven't ever checked out the website, if you're an educator that's interested, I would also just recommend going to donorschoose.org and looking at some of the projects. Um, they've got a really cool map feature now that you can type in a school town or a, a school district or a zip code and actually see what comes up in your area. And you can kind of see what looks good, what doesn't look good before you post it. Um, from a timeline perspective, once you post the project and it gets approved and it goes online, you've got 90 days to actually have that project funded. If it doesn't get funded within that 90 days, then what we would recommend is it's gonna get taken down and we probably need to shrink it. Most of the time when they're not funded, they're too large. They might be posted for three or $4,000. Let's shrink that down again to that five to $700 range. Um, new, I kinda gave you the 82% at the beginning about all projects ever funded um, since 2000, um, since Donor Shoes has been around. New, like first time projects that are funded around the five to $700 mark have a 75% chance of getting funded upon first actual application. So that's a really good starting point to be able to, to, to get going. Now, I know some districts allow this or don't. Can you speak on that a little bit? Because as I've been in a couple of districts where it's like it either is or isn't. Yep. So can you speak on that and like what teachers can do to navigate that situation? Yeah. So first thing that we do, just to kind of give you a, a little bit of a scope. So we, you know, as Horace Mann, we go in and we help educators understand this. We actually have workshops just around donors choose to help fund projects and get them posted. And we've actually had some really cool examples where we have uh, worked with administrators to say, hey, everybody come with an idea. We're going to go to the computer lab. We're all going to post a project at the exact same time to kind of go through it the first time. And we've had some immediate success and obviously lots of cool classroom supplies get, you know, directly into the, uh, the school. That being said, we also need to be cognizant of school board and, and school district policy, right? So I always recommend to any educator that hasn't done this, talk to your administrator, make sure there's no specific guidelines or policies that accept or, or do not accept it. A lot of times when it comes to technology, um, mm -hmm. any type of iPads, computers, any of that stuff that, you know, each district has its own kind of process and, and, and technology mm -hmm. platform they want to use. So usually there's a little bit more stipulation around what type of technology we can use. So that would definitely be one that I would talk to an administrator about. 
But most of the time, what we found is probably 80, 90% of schools are willing to accept um, donors choose. Uh, But sometimes there have been, like anything, sometimes one bad apple ruins the bunch. And there was an unfortunate situation where maybe an educator thinks that they are their supplies and not the school Mm -hmm. supplies. And then they fight the school district on it. And, you know, any of these projects, when they are funded, they really are for the classroom, right? And so if that educator goes somewhere else, they stay in the classroom because that's what they were really donated for. So that is sometimes where we've unfortunately found um, some school districts that, you know, I understand why they've done it. They've just said, hey, you know what? We're not going to do this. It's caused some issues. We don't do that. But again, nine times out of 10, most districts are willing to accept it um, and help enhance the budget a little bit further uh, to bring in some additional classroom supplies. For sure. Thank you for explaining that because I was always confused. Like, why do some accept it and some don't? Now, how does this platform, and this is always something I'm very cognizant of as someone who is just in the classroom, Um, A lot of my friends are still in the classroom. How does this platform help educators without being something else that's put on their plate? They're already overflowing plate. Yep. So what I would say with that is if an educator has an overflowing plate and they have plenty of classroom supplies and it's not a priority, I don't think you necessarily need to do this, right? But if you have, and, and what we know is most educators feel like, hey, there's a lot of stuff that we still need. I think that this might be an element that they could say initially, hey, I do have to add this to my plate because I got to figure this out for the first project or two. But whenever you kind of take a turn around in a year or two and you've had 15 or 20 projects posted and an additional 10 or $15,000 donated to your classroom, every educator that has used this platform finds the functionality extremely easy. And uh, the other thing that I will go back to too, a lot of school districts have a major issue whenever we crowdsource or crowdfund and the actual money goes directly into an educator's pocket. It creates a lot of issues from fraud and, you know, just the opportunity to, to steal. And, and it just, it creates a bad thing. One of the benefits of donors choose is when you post that project, it actually does not put the educator at risk at all because the items are going to be ordered and shipped directly to the school. So it actually protects the educator in a lot of ways because you're not putting cash in your pocket. So um, it might add a little bit on the front end, but I think you know every educator that I've ever worked with that has capitalized on donors choose has not felt like it's a burden whatsoever. They felt like it's been a godsend in a lot of ways to be able to get a lot of additional supplies in. That's awesome. I, that makes me happy to hear because I always always worry about that. It's it's always I don't want something that's like oh it's great on the surface, but then right. what happens when it's like that's what you're doing at all times, if that's taking up more time than it should, but it's yep. great to hear that it's not. Any success stories that you have witnessed here in Missouri? Like, uh, I know you say like 82%, 75%, yep. like, yes, people getting funded, but like anything like super big, super exciting. So there, there are some really cool stories out of Missouri. Um, one of the things that I talked about originally is on an individual kind of classroom as a a new educator might want to start one of these projects and it grows. And maybe the first project is $500 and then it goes to $800 and then 2000 and 10,000 and 20,000. We've actually seen very similar trends in the state of Missouri. So we started tracking this type of data from a state level perspective. We do this for all our States. um, But from Mm -hmm. a state level specifically in Missouri, you know, 10, 12 years ago, there was maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars that got fully funded projects across the state of Missouri. 
And then the next year it went to 400,000 and then 600,000 and then 800,000. And for the last couple of years, we've been looking at three to $4 million a year coming into public schools in the state of Missouri through donors choose. And just to kind of give you like an overarching view of Missouri over the last 23 years, donors choose started 23 years ago since 2000. There have been 48,000 projects fully funded across the state of Missouri that has impacted 15,000 educators, 2,000 school districts, and a grand total of over $24 million of total funding. So basically averaging about a million dollars a year over that time period. Again, it's ramped up a lot, but still a pretty, pretty amazing number of additional funding dollars across our entire state. Wow. What are your tips for a successful campaign for funding on donors choose? Yep. So I would say, keep it simple at the very beginning. Um, you know, a catchy title is always helpful. Uh, whenever you're posting that project, uh, make sure that whenever you're posting your actual, uh, synopsis paragraph about how it's going to impact your kids, uh, you want to tie in some really fun, cute, you know, student stories, uh, into that as well you know, check your grammatical errors, that kind of stuff, just very Mm -hmm. basics. Um, And then posting some projects of your, or some photos of your actual classroom, but start small, start with six to $700 in your initial project. Um, You know, one of the success stories I will share, we've had an educator that, you know, literally did that. They started small, they continued to grow. They eventually actually fully funded a classroom project to New York. It was like a $30,000, you know, field trip all through donors shoes. And so, you know, it, just to kind of give you some scope, I mean, Donors Shoes has done an amazing job as well of not just trying to say like, hey, we only do pencil and paper. They've mm-hmm. really added a lot to their, you know, uh, opportunity for projects yeah. because of the feedback that they get from public school yeah. teachers. And so yeah. about three or four years ago, um, I think pre-pandemic, they started adding in an opportunity for food, clothes, mm-hmm. hygiene. Um, you know, they've got, you know, field trip opportunities where some school districts can't afford a field trip. Okay, well, can we still figure out one to be funded through donors choose? So again, I, I haven't heard of an educator recently that's been able to say like, hey, we really need this and we can't get it on donors choose. They've really opened things up and have a variety of different project methods that, uh, that you can now, you know, help your classroom out with. That's great. And I, and I would say the other one that, uh, that I heard that I thought was really interesting, you know, everybody's kind of got different opinions on, especially at elementary level, it seems like uh, Christmas time, lots mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, parents like to give gifts and some teachers love to receive them. And some teachers are like, I don't want anything. And I keep getting the same thing every Christmas, you know, that yeah. whole thing. Um, there's been some educators have said, you know, they sent out a, a letter and said, Hey, I've posted this project. If you want to Ooh, give me a Christmas nice. present, please just donate to this project. It's actually going to go back and help your student. Versus, you know, having to feel like you need to go out and get me something. Um, Also, you don't have to get me anything. But if you want to do something, you know, that's an avenue. So there's so many different uh, ways of being able to, Mm -hmm. you know, leverage donors shoes. Um, I'd also add to I've I've heard of like art teachers that, you know, they're a specific one that always needs tons and tons of, you know, supplies for their numbers of students across the entire building. you know, as you very well know, with IRS taxes, you can only write off $250 in classroom supplies. And that's fun, 
luckily it hasn't changed, right? Yeah, crazily. Um, yeah, so, so you know, we've had some educators and, and art teachers specifically like, hey, I've got to spend a couple thousand dollars on classroom supplies every year because I just don't have the budget. You know, my school's mm-hmm. not giving it to me. So since it's a non-for-profit, we actually have our teachers are like, hey, I'm going to try to get this funded through Donors Choose, but if it doesn't get funded and I need it to happen, I might just fund it myself because I can at least write that off as a non-for-profit through Donors Choose. So there's Hmm. just, it's unbelievable ways to be able to leverage this organization. Um, And I would also say, again, if you haven't checked it out, go to the website, Mm donorschoose.org. They've got excellent resources there. You can reach out to any of us. We are all experts in Donors Choose, but if you want to work directly with them, um, they are quick to respond and excellent to contact with as well. That's awesome. That's like a, that's a like A plus tip right there. I didn't even think about, (laughs) (laughs) never think about taxes until April, whatever it is. And then I'm like, what? Well, you're ahead of the game this year. It's already July. Um, Is there... I know, so people can access it, DonorsChoose, DonorsChoose.org. I'll put that in the description. Is there anything else you would like to say about this avenue of funding? Um, I would just say, I mean, if you haven't checked it out, it's fantastic. Uh, It's definitely uh, got a little bit of a kind of upward slide, you know, mobility. So like give it some time, post a couple Mm -hmm. projects out there, you know, let it grow. Don't expect that you can go out and get a $10,000, not to say it can't happen, but, uh, but don't expect to get a $10,000 project posted and funded in two days, right? That, that's sure, not where sure. your mindset needs to be at, but you could potentially get to that after you grow your donor pool. Um, but we do typically see, and I think I mentioned it, but just to kind of add this back in, we do typically see a lot of donors go back to the same educators mm-hmm. that, they, that they funded simply yeah. because the more projects that you post, the more consistency that they have. And a lot of times it's, it's people that have moved away and they've looked, they found donor right. shoes, they looked and they're like, oh, I went to that elementary school. Let's see what's yeah. out there. Um, so it's always good to have a live project up. Um, the other reason that I would, I would recommend that um, uh, we have tons of major celebrities that mm-hmm. will just go in. Bill Gates is a classic one. Oprah is a classic one. Um, the founder of Twitter uh, who's from Missouri, he will go yeah. in and they will just fully fund projects. So the more yeah. projects, if you have a couple that are up throughout the year, um, and if they don't, you know, uh, get funded over 90 days, you post another one. Uh, usually the beginning of school, the end of school year, there's a lot of major celebrities that will just go in and fully nice. fund everything, um, cool. you know, just one day. So it doesn't hurt to have a project up there, you know, just to, uh, you know, be ready for it. Oh, absolutely. How cool. I want to say Oprah funded my project. <laughs> um, if you could give donors choose a hashtag, what would it be? I would say hashtag support our teachers. Rob, always a great time talking to you. I always learn something new. Lots of good resources out there for educators, my fellow educators. Um, and I look forward to chatting with you again. I agree. Thank you for your time. And uh, let us know if we can uh, help the association or your members any further. Thank you. Will do. Thanks. 